I'm Jordan Spieth. Welcome to The Open. The greatest championship. There's nothing that comes close to this. Feel nature's true test at Royal Troon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Royal Troon. Don't miss the chance to be at the 152nd Open in 2024. You can't get it better than it is right now. Apply for tickets before the ballot closes on Tuesday the 25th of July at theopen.com. You're listening to The Open Podcasts. Well, hello and welcome to the 151st show presented by Loch Lomond Whiskies. It is the Thursday of the 151st Open and we are coming to you from the Loch Lomond Whiskies bar where, as you'd expect, there's a very special atmosphere. And that's the case throughout the Royal Liverpool Golf Club. As we look to our left, we've got Wales in the distance. We can see the D estuary. We've got the fifth green just in front of us. Play is still going on. So for a final day's leaderboard, go to theopen.com or the official app, and we'll keep our ears and our eyes open for any late developing stories. And you can watch us on YouTube as well. Delighted to have the Open Radio's Ramey Burns with me. Thank you, Marcus. And one of Europe's greatest ever golfers and ambassadors, Colin Montgomery. Monty, fantastic to see you. What have you been up to today? Well, I've been here, actually, with, with, believe it or not, being an ambassador for uh, Loch Lomond Whiskies, and uh, I've, been, uh, I've been talking to Michael Henry, who, who developed this uh, uh, Open Special Edition whiskey uh, for this year, and, and we're very proud of it. You know, we... We have two great exports in Scotland, golf and whiskey. And uh, here we are doing both. So what the hell? We're both good at both, aren't we? (laughs) Well, absolutely. As you say, we're quite good at both. I was (laughs) going to say, you you are multi-talented because you've played at a very high level for years. You're a course designer. And now the fact that you've had a key part to play in a special edition malt suggest that uh, there's no end to your talents. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'll be good. I think it'll end there, though, I must admit. (laughs) It'll end there. But isn't it great, you know, to be here? at Royal Liverpool, they've set up the course extremely well. This rain we've had recently has helped soften the course because it was quite fiery when, through June when we had that hot spell. I think it's, I think it's set up fantastic for the weekend. We're just, say it's a 28 mile walk this, seven miles a day for the players. Mm. We're only, McElroy's only three miles into it, <laughs> out of 28. Yes. So we're doing okay and it's great, isn't it? Fantastic. And, Good leaderboard already, and we look forward to the weekend ahead. And the weather's been fantastic. We think mm. it might get a little wetter over the course of the weekend. A lot of changes since the two Opens in 2006 that you took part in 2014 yes. as well. We've got this brand new par 317. What have you made of these changes? Well, I've seen the hole. I wanted to go and see it because obviously uh, designers sometimes go a little bit overboard. There's a hole at Royal Birkdale, the 17th, that the green doesn't quite fit into the rest of the course. And I feel this is similar in some ways. It doesn't quite fit the rest of the course. The rest of the course is a very fair, very fair links test of golf. That particular hole, if the weather gets inclement at the weekend, it's been, it's been fairer today. Although it's only 134 yards, you don't have to be much off to make a mistake. I was watching Lucas Herbert there this morning take a triple bogey six. He was three under, went back to level. Didn't hit such a bad tee shot and you end up in, 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 in trouble. It's just a little bit severe. I think you'll find when the Open comes back here in nine years' time or eight years, it might just soften a bit. It might just bed in and soften a bit. They might take six inches off here or a foot off there to soften it slightly. But you can't, hey, 17th hole, 
there's no there's no time to get it back it's a bit like the sawgrass the 17th at sawgrass where you make a mistake at 17 that's it there's no time to get it back so it comes at a great time it's a it great does. new hole at a great time just is it a little bit severe? I think so. Great for the neutral. Actually, Ron Jones, our esteemed mm -hmm. commentator, said if he was playing, he'd go straight from 16 to 18. <laughs> <laughs> we you, all would. You can't blame him. But it's added more spice, hasn't it, Raymond? I think it's going to be magnificent for the punter. Yes. On, on, on television around the world. It's going to be a whole, like iconic holes. We've seen sawgrass, the postage mm -hmm, stamp, mm -hmm. you know, the wing foot, different courses around yes. the world have those iconic last few holes, par threes. And I think it'll stand in good stead, whether you are Three behind or three ahead. Well, if you are, it's going to cause three, a lot of nonsense. Well, well, you're dead right. If you are three behind, you've still got a chance. Exactly. Especially yeah. with a par five to finish. You know, you can finish par eagle and win the damn thing mm. from being three behind with two to go, which isn't really a winning position under normal circumstances. And like you could post a number a little bit early. Oh, absolutely. And then the wind could get up a little bit, <laughs> and you could be in the clubhouse on the look on oh, the right. whiskey. Oh, my. Right. <laughs> it's going to keep us guessing right to the end. I tell absolutely. you, a few people will be raising a toast tonight to Matthew Jordan, 27 mm -hmm, years mm -hmm. of age, a qualifier, the local lad, mm -hmm. the Wirral wonder. He hit the first tee shot at 6.35 this morning and he walked in with a two under par 69 to prove that he could deal with all the pressure that clearly he was facing today. Well, there was an adorable uh, video, wasn't there, uh, on television recently when he was four years old playing here, hitting a ball and hitting the ball quite well, to be honest with you, at four years old. To do that with a pressure on, opening tee shot, and I've had the only tee shot at the Open in 2016. I made a complete hash of it. I took double bogey at the first. One of the easiest holes in golf. He did extremely well. Good luck to him. And he knew that finishing today 69, two under, he's given himself a great chance to not just to make the cut, but to be there at the end with the support coming down the 18th on Sunday. Oh, that's an emotional time for him. You mentioned that uh, tee shot, the first you hit at uh, Royal Troon in 2016. Were you extra nervous? Is that why it led to a double bogey because Colin you've done everything during your career no was I nervous I don't think so I just I just thinned a wedge my second shot and, and everybody knows that Trun the one thing you don't do is leave your second shot short and I did uh, you just make mistakes I mean that's golf unfortunately and, and uh, if we're all perfect it'd be a terrible game you know so you know, I got it back a little bit, but at the same, but double bogey at the first, you, you're on the back foot, you are. Well, it's a are. fantastic honour nonetheless. What did you like most about the way young Matthew played today, Remy? Well, to grow up in your home terrain, home golf course, your family, your friends, you know, the place that you grew into this wonderful game, and to show up and produce a spectacular 69, and his mental approach and his determination, his grittiness to, to get round here in 69, and one of the biggest championships in world sport was a phenomenal achievement and best luck to the kid and I hope he can post a couple of other low numbers during the week and finish a really really good finish here and maybe just it'll give him a leapfrog leapfrog into the future for, in, Absolutely. Future for his this career. Could, this could really be a, a career a career defining tournament for him here uh, you know 27 years old still very young for a golfer we tend to mature 30 to 35 this could be a defining championship for his career here and obviously we all wish him the very best. Well, we do. I mean, he was guaranteed to have plenty of support today. So too Tommy Fleetwood, Tommy Ladd, who finished with a five under par 66. He's been there or thereabouts on so many occasions at the Open and other big events. He would has. you be surprised if he was the man to pick up the claret jug on Sunday evening? Nobody would be surprised if Tommy Fleetwood won this, especially with the start that he's put in. He's given himself a fantastic opportunity, hasn't he? 60, 66 today, five under. Local lad again, coming in here with a weight on his shoulders. 
fantastic score today. Very proud of him. I know him well, and uh, he's a great character. But that's a great score today. I mean, we see him in Port Rush with Shane. He finished yes. second, unfortunately, and he was such a really. And from losing, he gave Shane a massive Didn't hug. He? he superb. He sat back on the green, he let was. his family take it in. If anyone is deserving of winning mm-hmm. a golf mm-hmm. tournament, from a spectator, from a golfer, to see yes. someone do that to another golfer and their best of friends. Yeah. To see, I, I, if he won this tournament on Sunday night, I, I would be over mm. the moon and I think most of the people around here, there certainly would be a lot of Loch Lomond whiskeys drank. <laughs> a special edition Loch Lomond whiskey. Special think, especially by us two, come on <laughs> Having the support, Colin, obviously is fantastic, but it can put extra pressure on your shoulders. I always remember your magnificent performances over four days at St Andrews in 2005 when you chased Tiger. And, yeah. and that was always going to be tough. But the support you got that week was magnificent and it did seem to really inspire you. Oh, it did. I mean, I mean, you know, you're talking about playing at the home of golf. You're playing with the best golfer of our generation, if not ever. And you're out there on a Saturday afternoon with him. The crowds were just a phenomenal experience and something that as a round of golf on, on that Saturday afternoon, I will never, ever forget. One of the great experiences of my life to hold a 30-footer at the last hole for a birdie to beat him on the day, uh, I hasten to add, uh, w- was great. Okay, over four days it didn't quite happen, but the, the Scottish crowd got right behind me. The way they did with Shane in, uh, in Ireland and the way hopefully they will do here and have done so far with young Jordan and, uh, and Tommy Fleetwood. And, I, uh, and, and it, it, it might just be the, the catalyst to bring Tommy Fleetwood home. It might just mean that half a shot difference. It might just mean that putt just is hit slightly firmer and it goes in as opposed to a little bit tentative. You never know. Well, let's hope so. And we should mention the crowds, Ramey. We knew that everyone was going to come pouring in. And and from first thing this morning, from six o'clock, they were getting off the trains. I mean, Mm -hmm. the place is is thronging today. And the weather has been kind so far. And the kids out there, there's prams out there, there's ice cream being Mm -hmm. sold, there's pies being sold, all types of different things going on around the Well, you've had most of the pies by now. Only one or two. But (laughs) Colin, I'd like to ask you a question. Sorry, go ahead. From, say, playing the last four decades, say, in opens, how has this championship evolved since maybe the first time you may have seen it in mm-hmm, Troon or mm-hmm, wherever? Mm-hmm. How do you? How? I think it was taken on very much by uh, the chief executive Peter Dawson, uh, and it started. I reckon that was about 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. That the brand of the Open, we lost the British Open tag. Yeah. And all the emblems now and the branding is just of the claret jug. It doesn't say British Open on it. Wimbledon doesn't need any other tag. The Masters, the Open, Wimbledon. I think it has that brand now that it didn't have before. And you talk about the Open, everyone knows what you're talking about. Yeah. You don't need the word British anymore. Yes. And that's a real success in branding and marketing for this tournament, or this championship rather. And I think that it's, that it's gone from strength to strength. This is the one they want to win. They want to come to Wimbledon and they want to win Wimbledon. And we're very, well, not bad in Britain, we're doing okay. And this here, this is the championship to win. This is the champion golfer of the year. It means so much. And as a Brit, of course it did. It meant, it meant the world to me. Uh, and it still does, entering the Senior Open. We go down to Royal Porth Call next week, and it's a big deal. I remember Freddie Couples, he never won the Open, but he won the Senior Open. 
and it was it it was it was on the Hall of Fame cabinet of his. I've seen it in in in, in uh, Saint Augustine. It, it's pride of place. The senior open trophy. Never mind the open one. Yeah, yeah. It's a big deal, you know. This is this is this is it, isn't it? Well, this I, want, is it. I want to ask you about next week in a moment. One other player I want to ask you about now, though, is the South African amateur mm-hmm. Christo Lamprecht, 22 years of age, six foot eight inches tall, <laughs> and he showed his stature today. Three birdies through the front the front nine. He played mm-hmm. aggressively. He kept things going mm-hmm. to shoot a 66 mm-hmm. as well. What a performance. And a reminder, of course, that, OK, you may be an amateur. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you can't go all the way, does it? No, it does not. And I'm a great believer if, you, if you're not in it, you cannot win it. And if he stays aggressive, which I think is the way he plays, I think there's only one way of playing this guy. He's six foot eight, hits the ball an absolute country mile, probably the longest out here of anybody. He's the fastest ball speed of anybody on the range there. If he plays aggressively, as he has, he has a chance. If he starts defending what he's got, I don't think he has. He's got to be positive and aggressive and, and, and push and push, then he has an opportunity. Not easy to do that, is it? No. no. That's the trouble. <laughs> the old, the old <laughs> easy vo- to say. The old voice just starts <laughs> jumping on oh, your yes. shoulder. <laughs> as we all know. Doesn't it half? Well, let's hear from the amateur champion who is rightly proud of his efforts today. I'm very hard on myself and um, I think I earned my spot to be here and I think the way I played today I earned to be on top of the leaderboard as of now. Um, it's, it's not a cocky thing to say, I just personally think I believe in myself and and um, I guess stepping onto the first tee box, you, you should, if you're a professional or a competitor, you should be believing that you should be the best standing there. Um, so yeah, I'm very proud of it, I'm a little bit surprised obviously naturally. But I'm also, I, I played good golf today. Yes, well, good luck to Christo. Stay positive, as Monty was saying. Keep believing. Don't go back inside your shell. I said he was the only other person I was going to ask you about, but actually there is one more as well. Um, a champion a fair few years ago now, but Stuart Sink, at the age of 50, has produced a three under 68 today. We had the opportunity to talk to him just after his practice round yesterday, and he admitted that when he comes back to the Open, he, he pumps up his shoulders, he, he feels... Well, I've done it before, I've got the experience, why can't I have an impact again? Well, there's no reason why not, and uh, he's done particularly well. He's played in two majors already on our Champions Tour in America and finished, what, third and third, I think, you know, so he's playing well. He's actually swinging the club. You think his follow-through was quite peculiar, but now the follow-through is much more, much more textbook, and he's swinging the club as fast as anyone out there, really, and he's hitting the ball well, and he's confident, and as you say, if you've done it before against Tom Watson <laughs> in 2009 the spec yes. you can do it again and I think he's got a golden opportunity here he's made a, a big big push early on yeah I mean best of luck to him and he's just turned 50 so he's sort of half on the PJ tour half out here and half with us on the champions tour but uh, he can still compete believe me yeah mm. well early on I mean it is early days but we've got this wonderful mix we've got an amateur we've got I hate to say old players because I mean as we all know 50 we're not old 50s is, is the new 30s but who's we, old yeah <laughs> we've got an experienced player and we've got the usual suspects as well Colin I know you're busy I'm going to let you go but you mentioned the senior open next week and mm-hmm. of course next year the open is it true? Mm-hmm, does that mm-hmm. give you extra motivation when you pop across to Royal Porth Call? It does indeed. You know, I'd love to. I'd love to try and play at Trun again. Uh, I'll be 61. I'm 60 now. My God! But there's an opportunity. If you do win the Senior Open, you automatically qualify for the Open. And where it is, it it's at Royal Trun. If I don't, I'll certainly. 
miss a tournament in America to come over and try and qualify for True, and I'll try and do it again. I did it in 16 just, God, skin of my teeth job, yeah. uh, and I'll give it a go. I, I think I'd regret it if I didn't, you know, because if it all goes well and, the, uh, and you get a following wind and the ball runs for you, who knows? Yeah. So I'll try and play at Trun once more. I'd like to play in this championship just one more time. Yeah. But uh, it's great that it's back at my home course next year uh, at Trun. And then, of course, it's Portrush again uh, in Ireland in 2025. But I'd love to try and go to Porth Call. Wales has been very good for me. You know, we're very lucky to captain the Ryder Cup team and win there in Wales. And uh, I'd love to try and try and win myself and not just rely on my 12 other teammates to do it for me, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> well, i tell you something, Monty, there are going to be a lot of people cheering you on next week. Thank you so much for taking up your time to chat to us. Not at all. Um, we're looking for, well, Ramey's looking forward in particular to, to trying out your special blend. Well, I think we can, uh, when we finish I think we can work. afford a bottle for both of you. Come on now. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we wanted to hear. That's what we wanted to hear. Monty, <laughs> you're even more of my hero now. Thank you very much. Thank you. Not sure. at all. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. Thank you both to you. Yeah. Thank you. Colin Montgomery, who I know is, uh, we're doing this in a live and cool way. So you walk away now look, looking like a, a gunslinger. You've done your part. And David, who is our, our very talented camera operator, will just see you head off into the distance. And then he's going to go inside and have a look at the bar. But he has promised not to taste any of the local produce. Now, I have to be honest, Monty's gone. So I'll, you know this. I'm not sure if he does. He's my favourite. Well, I didn't. Golfer. I didn't want to throw you under the bus. I know Luca told me earlier that you you still have photographs in your bedroom of Colin <laughs> Montgomery, and also he told me he went on a two-day trip to Wales. Yes. Which he didn't say he didn't like, but I got the feeling didn't like just because you wanted to watch Colin Montgomery. Yes. I should explain that Luca is my son. He has been dragged to various senior opens, but he's, he's now got a love of the no, sport. But we've got as to a say, result. what a what a fabulous gentleman. What a great, you know, great ambassador for the game of golf. You know, Order Murdy at times, one of Europeans' greatest players, Ryder Cup captains. I mean, the amount of golf, he's, the amount of people he's brought into the game over the years. His father's secretary up Troon for years. Just a wonderful golfing family and a pure and utter gentleman. Yeah, well, let's hope he has great success next week. It was good to hear him say, though, that if he doesn't win the Senior Open, he will come over and try and qualify, qualify. next year. Now, somebody you were very impressed with, today was Wyndham Clark, who shot a three under 68. Of course, he won the US Open just a few weeks ago. He is attempting to become the first man to win the US Open and the Open Championship in the same summer since Tiger Woods in 2000. Is he good enough to do that? Marcus, I've watched and I've commentated on a lot of golf over the years. I'm playing golf for nearly 40 years. I've watched Tiger, I've played with Greg Norman, I've played with Colin Montgomery, I've played with Faldo, but what I witnessed today in the five hours that I was on the golf course, and it sort of took me three or four holes to sort of witness this. And then all of a sudden, I said to Sue Thurl, I said, Sue, this guy has just had seven pars in a row. Then he'd eight pars. Then his two players he's playing with had the sweaters off, he had a sweater on. This was one of the easiest three unders that I've ever seen. The ball flight, the distance he hit it, the center of club head strike, the way he sort of meandered his way mentally around the golf course, didn't do, didn't do anything really wrong bar one, he was very unlucky, he did hit a, a, an iPad, ahead of an iPad, one of, the, one of the statistics guys was holding, the ball bounced into one of the most horrendous lies I've ever seen in golf. 
he hit the ball maybe five inches from the lie, snapped at the next one across the fairway, jumped a bunker, whacked it out of the grass, onto the green, and hold it 20 footer. It must have felt like an eagle. Then he finished three under. Now, I am walking down 18, just walking down quietly, because, you know, as a commentator, you can't really get ahead. And I'm walking down the hole, and he just turns around to me, he says, how are you doing, bud? <laughs> I says, I'm doing grand. He says, uh, great drive there. He says, I didn't mean to hit it that close to the, you know, to the out-of-bounds right-hand side. I said, just go down, have a smile, have a laugh, hit it onto the green, and sure make the eagle. Cheers, bud. I walked off. Wow. So, I mean, today, he won me as a fan the way he conducted himself. And I did hear a few months ago when Carl Paulson, one of our fellow uh, commentators this week, did tell me that people had not heard of this guy yet. This is the US Open champion. Mm. What I, that high ball flight, the, the, the smack he hits the golf ball, it's phenomenal. And I think this guy will be a serious contender. If you beat him this week, you have a serious opportunity to win this tournament. Yeah, well, that's high praise indeed. Ramey, somebody we've all heard of and who threatens to be in the mix again after a 200 past 69 today is Jordan Spieth. He's going to be feeling a little bit sick though because he bogeyed the 18th, but we know he's got the touch, the ability, the belief. What did you make of his performance today? It's a sour taste, you know, for a golfer, especially in a championship like this. To, you know, you'd rather start with a bogey and then finish with a bogey. We know how well he put it. We know how well he gets. He grinds around a golf course. We know the imagination he has, the shot shapes he has, the shots around the green. There's probably no other golfer has the quality of different types of shots than Jordan Spieth has. If the weather got a little bit nastier, I don't mean now horrendous winds or anything, but a little bit nastier. We saw what he done in Birkdale. We've seen the quality of pitch shots. We know how he can put. Jordan Spieth will be up here at the end of this week. Yeah, well, of course, we are expecting the weather to become a little more unfriendly over the weekend, so everything perhaps is going to play into Jordan's hands. Now, Brooks Kepka, the major master, of course, five of them in, in recent times, bogeyed the first, finishes one under, three birdies on that back nine, kind of went under the radar today with the, with the moustache that he's sprouting but obviously he can't be I mean I, th I think in any major if you shoot under par your first round you're delighted now I'm sure Brooks Kepka isn't very happy today but he's one under par he likes to go out you know he likes to go into sixth gear from the start pass everybody and keep getting as far away from everybody in the whole field as he can but it's a grind it's a tough championship little bounce here little bounce there you miss hit a shot here he had a bad start but Great players can turn 75s into 70s. Great players can turn 70s into 65. And I think that's what Brooks Kepka did today. And he'll be mad with himself, I'm sure. He'll be on that practice ground. He'll be in that gym. He'll be grinding. He'll be coming out here tomorrow to knock everybody out in this whole facility. <laughs> <laughs> now, a player with immense talent who I know frustrates a lot of people because he doesn't quite deliver when you want him to, in, in majors in particular, is Xander Schauffele, who you followed. He also finished one under was he frustrating in patches again today you know, it was like it's like it was hard work for Xander it was like he got hit 46 times whereas the likes of you know Wyndham Clark just missed all the hits and he came off the golf course with a, a lot less effort you know what's, what's the saying work work smarter not harder and I don't, I, 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 you know, watching as a coach myself, watching golfers myself for years, playing with them, everything seems to be, he takes the hole on when he probably shouldn't. And then 
he plays safe in the holes he probably should take on. That's just what I witnessed. And he, he probably he probably had some type of a of a, a lane that he wanted to play this course in. He tried to stay in that lane and it was difficult. It was tough shots. He left himself far back. But look, he shot the score he shot. He's one under par. We know he's the Olympic champion. We know he's won in, in East Lake at the tournament. We know he's won a few golf tournaments at the PGA Tour. He's always up there. He's an extremely consistent player. He nearly won in St Andrews. We know he has the opportunity to win. We know he has. And hopefully he'll be there. We've seen him in Scotland last week. Bad first round. Had an opportunity. So he's used to this terrain. I have to say I'm very concerned, David. Our brilliant camera operator disappeared a while ago. He promised not to touch the local produce. He's not come back. I mean, we may never see him again because if you get a taste of, uh, of this special edition... He might have edition, just left a camera at the bar. Well, who knows what sort of pictures we're going to get. We'll find <laughs> out in due course. Patrick Cantlay, another player, immensely talented. Perhaps it's, I think it's fair to say that he hasn't quite done himself justice at this level yet. No, he's, he's probably one of the most talented players in the world. We know how well he can play. We know the talent he has. Uh, I'm not sure yet we've seen the best of, of Patrick. I think in time we we know his, his you know his past history, Los Angeles school he went to, how proud he, he has been in his amateur career, etc. And he just seems to be one of them players that just plods around the golf course. I would love to nearly caddy for him and maybe give him a few digs on a few of the holes. You no, know, pump him up a little bit, go yeah. and watch a Rocky movie running up the steps of the big four. He just seems to be just like Danders around, saunters around. I'd like now to I'm see sure you he's try trying, that, actually. But I'm, sure, fun. I'm sure he's trying, but he's just, he's a cool customer. He hits the ball at, um, phenomenally well. He's a great putter. And look, he's one of the top 10 players in the world. So I mean, we could talk about all these guys, how good they are, but it takes a little bounce here, a little bounce there, an extra putt, jump a bunker. That's what it takes to win these tournaments. And these guys are just trying to get, keep themselves in contention. One under par, two under par. And at the end of the week, if they have an opportunity with nine holes to play, you know what can happen then. We must talk about the defending champion, the man who is attempting to hold on to the claret jug for the first time since Podrick Harrington in 2007 and 2008. Cameron Smith, who putts so beautifully, who always seems to be so calm and in control of proceedings. One over for him today, three bogeys on the back nine. You saw a fair bit of his round. I, How I, would you assess his performance? I watched his whole round, Mark, because he started with a phenomenal birdie. Great opportunity on the first, took it. He missed four greens and he hit four chips like the way I would hit four chips. Now, they were difficult chips and Cameron isn't used to not getting up and down. He lost a bit of confidence then, maybe going at some of the flag positions, missed a couple of shots. Did he play well enough to shoot under par? No. Did he play well enough to shoot 72? Possibly not, but he grinded made a few birdies and he got himself in the house and won over par but his driving with the golf ball off the tee whether it's a three wood or a driver it seemed to be with a low lofted golf club he was fighting lefts where it was a high lofted golf club it was right down the flagstick so from a technical perspective i think he was getting a little bit underneath it flipping it a little bit and starting the ball offline you can't do the right here. You got to get the ball airborne up in that sky and let it go. Yeah. So not the start he wanted. This was his reaction. It was a little bit tricky. Um, there was still a score out there though. Obviously, um, just there was there was lots of good today for myself, but uh, probably just as much or even more uh, bad. So um, nothing really to work on. Not to be honest. It, it, 
it still feels really good. It's just there's a couple of awkward shots out there uh, for me with that wind off the left, trying to play a cut off the tee. Um, there's a couple of holes there where it feels like you can't hit the fairway and it's just awkward and uh, it's something I'm going to have to put up with. So Cameron Smith with a little bit of work to make up. A couple of other names we must mention. Antoine Rosner of France with a 4 under 67 today. Adrian Ortegi of Spain also 4 under. Now Rory McIlroy and John Rahm are both 1 over through 9. Plenty of time for them to turn things around. Tyrrell Hatton a couple under at the same Mark, and he's playing pretty well at the moment, isn't he? We know how well he's been playing. He's been playing tremendous golf. He's on the verge of a win. Will the win come here? It remains to be seen. There will certainly be a win coming down the line. I mean, the quality of golf shots he's been hitting over the last four or five months has been phenomenal. And if he holds his temper well, which sometimes can, you know... Be a big if. Be a big if. <laughs> uh, he's got his caddy back in the bag this week, Mick from Scotland, and hopefully he'll be able to calm him down and keep him calm and keep him mentally in the right place. But it wouldn't surprise me for him to be there in the back nine on Sunday. Two other questions for you, Ramey. First of all, often the, the tea times can have a, a big effect, you know, out early in the morning, late the next day you get the double whammy. Are everyone going to be treated, I, I, or I, is everyone going to be treated fairly this time? I mean, time? So it's coming up to 6 o'clock today. We've been playing golf here for, what, 11 hours, 15 minutes. And I think of all the Opens that I've ever covered, this is probably the fairest first day weather conditions. It's been the same, really, for everybody. It's a little bit hotter, obviously, around the 2 or 3 o'clock time, but playing on a beautiful golf course, emerald green-style fairways, greens are perfect, the wind's just a nice... You know, beach type, lie on the beach, wind, jump in for a dip or two, jump back out or back out. <laughs> but it's a fabulous day, and I think it's been pretty fair the whole day. As we know, previous opens that we've seen in the past, Tiger up in Muirfield, Podrick when he won 2006, he was the only man to have a proper wet, you know, proper rain suit with him. Uh, we know how bad it can get for a couple of hours or a, a couple of holes even, and all of a sudden the player's wiped off the map. But this has been a very fair day so far, and hopefully tomorrow will be a very fair day as well, and we'll hopefully see the cut, and we're looking around, guess working, guess working, but it looks like the cut probably at the moment stands around three and a half over, three to four over par. Whether the, tee, the pin positions get a little bit easier tomorrow remains to be seen, but it's been a wonderful, fair you know, first day's play here in Royal Liverpool. OK, well, thank you, Ramey. Of course, we'll be back tomorrow as everybody looks to make the weekend and, and put themselves in a strong position come moving Saturday. Do make sure you subscribe to the Open Podcast and the Open's YouTube channel so you don't miss any episodes of the 151st show presented by Loch Lomond Whiskies. I'm going to leave this in your safe hands. Please don't be tempted to open it. There's work still to be done, Ramey. Okay. I'm going to hold this for 30 years. Yeah, well, it'll get even better, of course, through the years. Now, I mentioned that our, our errant camera operator, David, had gone missing in action. But there he is. He's made his way down just in front of the Loch Lomond Whiskey's tent in this wonderful, busy part of the Royal Liverpool Golf Club. So it's good to see him. It's good to see so many people thoroughly enjoying this beautiful Thursday afternoon. We'll be back tomorrow. Bye for now. Experience every single shot at the 151st Open with Shot View, powered by NTT Data. Explore the state-of-the-art digital twin of Royal Liverpool with beautiful visuals, 
and follow your favourite golfers' shot data from their first stroke of the championship to their last. Oh my goodness. Explore now at theopen.com forward slash shot view. This has been an original audio production from The Open.